Hey everyone, this is Chris and Sandy Benton with the Chris and Sandy Show, where we get up close and personal with some amazing rising artists. And today, as I always say, we got a great show for you today. We got Dallas Walker coming on. He's doing some great things. He's definitely rising out there, and we're excited to hear parts of his story and talk about music. So, Dallas, are you here? Yes, sir. How's it going, Chris and Sandy? We're oh, just going good. good. And yourself? Awesome. And I always, I'm and I always like to ask. How is Corona affecting you right now? That's always my first uh, thing. Well, I don't have my mask on this second, so uh, I'm doing pretty <laughs> good. Uh, but uh, sad to hear about people aren't you? suffering for sure. Yes, I am. I'm driving. I'm I'm yeah. safe. It's speakerphone hands free. There you go. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> That's good because you know it's funny. Now are y'all driving? Are you? Uh, no, we're at home. <laughs> I'm we're getting, home. I was, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but we could do it driving probably. But yeah, we we're could. <laughs> haven't done it yet, but we, we probably could. <laughs> I'm sure you could. <laughs> so, um, and it's funny, you know, with all this, everything that's going on, you know, a lot of people have backed down. I remember we, we launched a show on January 3rd, and I remember telling Sandy, you know what, with, with everything shutting down, this is our show's time to shine because sure. artists have more time available. So we've stepped mm-hmm. in because the, the original plan was 80 to 100 interviews the first year. And you are now wow. our 151st interview. Wow. Yeah. All right. I love that number. <laughs> I appreciate y'all having yeah. me on, too. Uh, very gracious of y'all to have me on here. Well, we're proud to have you on. You know, you're doing some yeah. great things, and we look forward to hearing about it. So as we get started right. here, Tell everybody a little bit about who you are, where you're from, and just a brief overview of you. Well, uh, it, it it can definitely be brief. I uh, I've uh, <laughs> grew up in Chattanooga, Tennessee, born and raised, and oh, wow. um, so I was you know fortunate to grow up in a good community and uh, had a great family. I grew up in church where I sang a lot in mm-hmm. church, and that's kind of where I got. Uh, my musical background and singing. Uh, so, you know, did the normal thing, uh, kind of singing with the church. And I did some traveling in gospel music in my oh, early wow. 20s. Mm-hmm. Uh, sang in male quartets and things like that. Uh, <laughs> so I'm I'm kind of like Elvis in the fact that I love the old quartet singing. Uh, I'm a big <laughs> fan of, of, you know, uh, old-fashioned quartet music. Uh-huh. That is really mm-hmm. cool. Uh, so I always like to start much, out a little know. light. Yeah. I always like to start out a little light before we really dig in. So what are some hobbies you'd like to do outside of music? you probably got more now with all the coronavirus coming on. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, it's, uh, uh, for for me, which uh, singing was somewhat of, of my hobby, but, you know, I've had mm-hmm. honeybees. I love honeybees. I, I don't uh, currently huh. have any because I actually have been so busy, but uh, uh-huh. it's, it's on the top of the list mm-hmm. to get me some more honeybees. I still have all my equipment. My grandfather had them, so it's just one of those things I really grew up around and, and learned to love. Um, mm-hmm. So I like, you know, uh, yard work, things like that, you know, just the simple things, yeah. I guess. Um Love hanging out with my friends. <laughs> That's always a good one. 
Oh yeah, family yeah. of course. You know, I love my family. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as you know, I don't. I, a lot of people have exotic hobbies and all that. I'm pretty simple. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's like with us. Our main hobby is spending time with each other. And when we do do something, usually it's like disc golf. We we really like. Oh, we do love that. That's fun. You love what now? Disc golf. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Some people call it frisbee golf. <laughs> yeah, right. disc golf, frisbee yeah. golf. We have a little park <laughs> near us that. that has a a course of that with eighteen okay. holes, and that's always fun <laughs> to go do. Oh, that sounds good. I've never done that. That that may be something I have to look into. You should try because the courses are. Yeah, it's not it's like golf where it's ex, where it's expensive. It's really it's free. Oh, no, no matter. Now, granted, you just about got to buy the disc and all that. But yeah. all right. the courses out there are, are free to go to, and they're always at. They're usually at a really nice park or something. So you know, mm-hmm. and you get to go through all the woods and stuff, and it's it's really fun sport. And but you got to be careful. It's it's addicting. <laughs> wow. Well, oh, yeah. Yeah, I have to I have to look into it. I, that's a new one. I used to play golf a lot, uh, and then you know the uh, when I got got into sales, you think if you get into sales uh, before uh-huh. I went full time into music, I thought I'd have more time to play golf. Well, I haven't played golf since, so I got busy <laughs> with music. Uh, uh, and even now, like you know, all this <laughs> shutdown going on, I still haven't played. Oh well. But I need so. To. At what age? So what age did you know that music was something you could do as a career? When where, when did that light switch happen? Well, early on, uh, I would make extra money I, uh, when mm-hmm. I was young, uh, singing in the gospel world. Uh, mm-hmm. I actually got paid to sing baritone in a quartet. <laughs> and uh, so I was able to make some extra money that way uh, on the weekends. So I would work all week, and then we'd jump on a bus and travel all over the country and <laughs> roll back into Knoxville, jump off the bus. I'd travel for my job, and then I'd go back and do it all over again. And <laughs> so I just lived out of a suitcase and on the road for a long time. Uh, but, it, you know, it was a great experience. Uh, it turns into work, you know, <laughs> and, uh, you know, uh, not, you know, day after day, uh, it just, you know, turns into a job. Uh, yeah. But I was thankful because mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. I enjoy people. I enjoy meeting people. So that's a really mm-hmm. good part of, of doing this is all the people you mm-hmm. meet. And, you know, you get to kind of bless them with what you do, you know. Yeah. Now you kind of went the path. You kind of almost took us into that the next part of what I always like to talk about. I mean, talking about that it becomes a job because it is. Yeah. Um, I I like to always go on. You know, a lot of hosts they talk about the highs and all that, and we do talk about that too. But I like to go the other mm-hmm. way too and talk about the lows, the sacrifices, because you know, fans they see the they see the glory, but they don't see yeah. the grind. They don't see the sacrifices. Right. They don't see the struggles. And I always like to talk about that side of it, too, because I think it's so important in this day and time, especially if artists are listening, so they can see before they step into this as a career, they need to really think, are they ready for that? Um, and I'm going to tell a small story to help guide us of where I want this to go. Okay. Back in 2014, yeah. <clears throat> we interviewed Allison Steele from Two Steel Girls, 
And at that time, they were full-time with music. And one of the questions I asked Allison was, what uh, advice would she give an up-and-coming artist? And her words were, this is going to sound funny coming from someone full-time, but if your heart will allow you to do anything outside of music, go do that and keep music as a hobby. She said, because once you make it a career or you're working towards making it a career, everything has to change. You have to think different. You have to eat different. You have to sleep different. You have to exercise different. You can't, it's hard to be on the, on the stage for four hours if you're not doing all those things. She goes, you have to sacrifice so much. Your family and friends will never understand because they want to call you over on the weekends and at nights and holidays. And, and she's like, that's when we make our best money is weekends and holidays. But on gigs, yeah. always, they don't understand we got all these gigs. So we have to right. sacrifice. We ha- you know, if we have a bad day today, we got a gig tonight. Guess what? we got to get on that stage and smile like it's our best day ever. She says, so there's so many things we have to do as an artist. She says, but – if your heart will not allow you to do anything outside of music, then go all in. That's the only way that those kind of sacrifices will ever be worth it. What do you think of yeah. what she said? And let's go there a little bit. Well, there's, I mean, you know, how deep do you want to go? She nailed it. That's exactly right. And, you know, you can just I take that on. There is, there is, yeah, there is much more grind than there is glory. And mm-hmm. uh, the, the, you're celebrated momentarily. Uh, you know, while you're on stage, you're everybody's best friend, so to speak. Uh, and But, you know, then uh, there's also the other side where sometimes people don't have the greatest respect uh, for mm-hmm. what people do, and they don't understand. They do think it's all limelight. They do think it's all yeah. autographs and pictures, and, you know, uh, friends can make fun of you, you know. And, I, and I, I've dealt with that a whole lot where uh, people in my personal life have a hard time staying friends with me because they, Mm -hmm. you know, when you're out and somebody comes up and wants a picture with you or something like that, um, you know, it almost becomes annoying to your normal friends and things like that. So, you know, Mm -hmm. it can really compromise you. And... uh, Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not trying to put it on too thick, but I'm just saying that them are re- that's reality, and I could yeah. not imagine at a superstar level. Uh, you <laughs> know, mine is a small level, uh, mm-hmm. but I couldn't imagine at a superstar level what it would be like to go out yeah. and everybody everywhere you go want your time. You know, yeah, um, it's mm-hmm. very taxing for me when I go to shows. It's very uh, taxing for me. I just want to go in a room mm-hmm. and where it's quiet and not be around anybody. Yeah, uh, I mean, I'm kind of yeah. that way. Uh, I've actually done some pretty big gigs and literally slip out the back door and never even go out and talk to people. Wow. Uh, mm-hmm. Just because mm-hmm. it, uh, everybody's pulling at you. Everybody's pulling at you. Mm-hmm. So there is a side to it that you have to be mentally and emotionally strong or mm-hmm. it can consume you. You know, yeah. Um, and you find out who your real friends are mm-hmm. uh, because you know. Mm-hmm. Think, I'm sure y'all are and, uh, very aware of that. It's it's uh, what she said is very accurate. And then there's a lot more. You know, sometimes you'll eat out of a peanut butter jar because you didn't eat uh-huh. out, you didn't make a whole lot of money, so you may have to eat out of a peanut butter jar. Yeah. Um, and if if nobody's ever eat, eat a scoop of peanut butter for lunch or or supper, then they haven't really 
been in the grind. They they should count themselves <laughs> very fortunate. Uh, yeah. Yes. You know. Uh, it, and I love this. Yeah, it, it, mm-hmm. you know, everybody wants something for nothing. They don't understand what you put in it. You take an album, you mm-hmm. know, put I've got mm-hmm. 11 songs on my album. You know, there was over a year of work in the studio, yeah. hours and hours. And I'm not talking about constantly, but I'm talking about days and yeah. days and days and days, you know. And, you know, when you sell that and, you know, that's a they don't people don't understand what how much time and how much of your soul you can put into something uh, mm-hmm. like that. You know, it's it's really I have a newfound respect for a lot of artists having done this now for a while. <laughs> mm-hmm. When I hear people, you know, talk about you know even great celebrities or whatever, and they're bashing them, and I'm like, you know, if they're doing what they do, you know, they're a mm-hmm. stud, you know, <laughs> because. Yeah. Exactly. What it takes for them to do what they do is just unreal. And it takes an army around them to make them successful. And, you know, I remember hearing people say this. I'm sure you've heard it, too. But, well, an, an artist just needs a real job. And I have to, I've stopped people in the past. Says, look, don't say an artist needs a real job. They actually got something better, a passion that they're living for. You know, if people right. knew half of what artists has to do, they would understand not only do they have a real job, but they have like 50 jobs if they're independent. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. and, uh, there's, and the key to the great success, in my mm-hmm. uh, humble opinion, uh, w- w- for what it's worth, there's so much talent. You know, when I go to Nashville, mm-hmm. uh, when I go mm-hmm. to places, I mean, I'm just overwhelmed by how amazing the talent is. And I literally, most of the time, and I say this in all honesty, most of the time I'm going to be the least talented guy in the room uh, is is the truth about it. I mean, I I really feel that way. Uh, mm-hmm. When I see the, the talent that I go in places and I'm like, wow, they are so good. But what it takes to go to that other level is mm-hmm. more than talent. You know, yeah. uh, it, yeah. it takes. Uh, way more than talent, you know, because people have told me for years, oh, you're so talented. You should be this. You should do that. You should do this. And mm-hmm. if all it was based on was talent, then Everybody a lot of people could be people. there. Yeah. Yep. It was, uh, but it, it takes so much more than talent. And and having the right people and people like y'all, you know, that are willing to, uh, to showcase and to uh, pay, you know, a tribute to people's uh, efforts and all that. I mean, it takes so much. It literally takes an army. Uh, and, mm-hmm. and the biggest thing really is the fans. Uh, I, I, you know, credit the majority of where I am today on people that believed in me and believed uh, in my future in music. And I feel yeah. like if I go any further, it's mm-hmm. going to be the same thing that will carry me. Yep. I love all that, and, and again, you know, because a lot of people don't get the meaning of an artist and what they do, I always want to bring up that side of it on our show because I want to showcase uh, yeah, I love what that. what it really takes. Out there. Because I think, again, because everybody sugarcoats that side of it. I mean, you you ha- you literally have people that think, oh, I'm I'm a great singer, I can just step into this 
get a social media following, and bam, I'm I'm rich and famous. Yeah. <laughs> it don't work that yeah. way. <laughs> no, not at all. And and there's something, and I've thought about this. Uh, you know, there's there's I have friends that are very successful in music, and mm-hmm. uh, I, as well as uh, I have friends that you know make a living, and nobody knows who they are, and they yeah. make a living at music. Exactly. And I have friends that I would say are the most talented people that that could walk in Nashville or somewhere, some music city, and nobody knows their name, mm-hmm. hardly, or very few know their name. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's there's there's a uh, there's something there's about success. Yes, there are, and and the ability for somebody, you know, anybody can jump on the stage, anybody can sing karaoke. I happen to love singing karaoke. Uh, karaoke yeah. is one of my funnest mm-hmm. things to go do. I love it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but you know, the ability for an artist to sell a ticket and mm-hmm. for somebody to pay their hard work money to listen to their music or to come or to go watch them, uh, mm-hmm. it's just. Uh, it's a whole nother level. You know, what yeah. What all does it take for that to happen? There's some amazing talent, but people wouldn't pay a, for a ticket to go watch them. And yeah. why is that? You know, mm-hmm. what what is it going on there? You know, uh, <laughs> there's just something there. There has to be something that you just can't put your finger on, I guess, is what. Yeah, <laughs> most definitely. And, and, you know, I love that you're, talking about all this and willing to talk about it because, you know, I I just think that a lot of people need to understand that there's more to being an artist than the glory side. And like, we we interviewed um, Joe Kelly from CDX Nashville um, on our State of the Music podcast we did. Mm -hmm. And I remember he was telling us a story about, he says, yeah, in this day and time, because of all the tools, he said, he said he's got a lot of friends that they would never go to a label. He said they are making their, they're making their income, they're making a good income, they're doing it their way, and many people would never know who they are, but they're having fun doing it. For sure, and that's, that's the key, I guess, for myself, you mentioning uh, not going to a label, things like that. Um, out of the barrel, I kind of made decisions like when I decided I was going to, you know, uh, throw in throw in my hat and go for it. Um, mm-hmm. I, I made decisions like how I wanted to go business-wise, things like that. And I wanted to yeah. own what I do. I felt mm-hmm. like that if you are true to yourself and, you know, uh, realistic about things and you do have fun, you don't mm-hmm. become someone else's uh, machine, so to speak. You know what I mean? <laughs> But yeah. you are, you mm-hmm. you know, because I think there does come a place, and I, I reached a point at one time uh, where I, I guess, got to a place where I literally, I was fin- trying to finish my album up. I literally wanted to go sling it in the Tennessee River and just walk away yeah. from it and never <laughs> wow. let nobody hear it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I mm-hmm. really reached some low places, and I had a mm-hmm. lot of time and money invested in it. But, uh, you know, there was also the behind the scenes, you know, depression, um, you know, lost a lot of weight. You know, I went through a lot Mm -hmm. of things, uh, you know, and I was able to, you know, crawl out of that. But it definitely is far from uh, all glory, you know. (laughs) It's far from it. Mm -hmm. 
now that we really hit that side hard, I think we did a really good job. Yeah. In fact, sometimes <laughs> I wonder if my goal. Sometimes I wonder if my goal is to scare artists off from hearing. What will you have to go through? Because if it does that, then they weren't meant for the mm-hmm. industry anyway. Right. You know? <laughs> for sure. Um, but That's right. now that we went, now that we went there, now let's talk about the the um, side of it. What what gets you there? Um, the blessing side. When you look back on your career sure. so far, what are some moments where you're like, "Wow, I got to do that." Now the reward side. You know, when I was young, um, I and and I traveled in a gospel quartet uh, a lot of times mm-hmm. your expectations are what brings you your own gratification so yeah if people that compare mm-hmm. themselves to other people when you mm-hmm. compare yourself to others you can you can you know always count yourself as a failure well i i learned not to do that early on and i remember one time we was traveling in a bus and we sang with this really like nationally recognized huge famous quartet and when they came across the stage, and this is a guy that, you know, I wanted his autograph, and here I am, you know, going to be singing on the same stage with him. Mm-hmm. And I realized that I was doing the exact same thing he was doing. Um, yeah. You see what I'm saying? And yeah. I was mm-hmm. going, traveling on a bus, setting up, breaking down, singing, signing autographs, getting my picture made. I was doing the same thing this guy and it, it clicked in my head that, hey, I'm there. You know, yeah. Um, everybody in the world didn't know who that guy was. I just knew who he was, you know. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. I I guess for myself I realized, you know, uh, you could probably find people that don't even know who Elvis is, you know, <laughs> somewhere on the in the world. Yeah. I doubt it would probably be hard, <laughs> but I'm, yeah. I'm saying, you know, everybody doesn't. There, there's probably not many out there that everybody knows them, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I, and so when you realize, hey, um, I, I counted myself having made it when people would pay to come hear me, want my picture, buy my CD, want me to sign it, mm-hmm. and they had a great time, and then they would come and do it all over again yeah. and bring friends. Then I'm like, I'm there, <laughs> you know. That's what this yeah. is all about. Um, <laughs> so is that number a hundred people, or is that number fifty thousand? It it really <laughs> doesn't matter. Yeah. You know, um, mm-hmm. my gratification, you know, was I was content with that. You know, that people enjoy that. That's I guess that's what get, uh, keeps me going, is to know mm-hmm. that you know. A uh, person's worked all week. They're, they've had a rough, you know, and on a Friday night they come out and they enjoy hanging out with their friends, having a drink, whatever, mm-hmm. listening to your music, uh, and they find pleasure in that. Then I'm gratified by that, you know. That is really awesome. I love that. And now we're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to come back and play your song, Rodeo and Juliet. How's that sound? All right. Awesome. All right. Hang on the line. Hey everyone, we have partnered with another great podcast called the Sports Guys Podcast. 
You can find them over at thesportsguyspodcast.com. The Sports Guys Podcast is a sports and country music podcast hosted by Brandon, Nick, and Andy. They cover sports on a state, regional, and national level with many of the biggest names in the sports industry. The Sports Guys also host a Backstage Pass music segment where they go behind the scenes and talk with some of the biggest artists in country music, everything from Texas country, Americana, as well as Nashville artists. The Backstage Pass provides a more in-depth look at the musicians' rise in music as they talk about their career and tell stories about their music to share with their fans. Many of the same guests will be appearing on our show as well. Again, you can find them over at thesportsguyspodcast.com. It's a grand slam of sports and music. Please go over and check them out. on the sidelines praying it'll be all right I've got everything riding on this one time bull tonight blonde hair and a ponytail she's got one end on the road my chest is pounding as they open that gate and let her go and that's my Juliet Thank you. 
July the 16th is what, what I saw on your uh, site, uh, Brenda Kay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Miss yeah. Brenda Kay, she actually wrote that song. Oh, wow. Uh, she's she's wow. a friend of mine in uh, Chattanooga, and we've written together uh, a couple times. And she just sent me uh, some, as, as well as some other friends, you know, when I was looking for music, uh, I, I write, you know, and I've co-wrote and wrote, some songs on my album, but she had written that song, I guess, several years ago. And Keith mm-hmm. Harlan is a buddy of mine in Chattanooga. Um, if y'all remember, uh, he he did a lot of touring uh, with George Strait a few years back. And um, anyways, he uh, he did the demo on that song. And man, I'm telling you, when I heard it, I mean, it just sold me out. And uh, it was probably mm-hmm. demoed 15, 20 years ago. And <laughs> It just had such a modern, I guess I wanted, when we were in the studio, we wanted kind of a modern day Chris Ledoux feel. Uh, yeah. Like what would they, what would they do today? You know, if they, yeah. and, and keep a kind of a nineties feel, but yet, you know, a little, you know, modern nineties feel, I guess is what I was yeah. kind of looking for. Yeah. And, kind of uh, in between. So. A mixture. Yes, exactly. So, uh uh, but anyways, I just love you know the whole idea of a bull riding girlfriend. Uh, I figured if if a guy had a girlfriend that rode bulls, uh, that he that he had his work cut out for him. So uh, <laughs> yes. So that was kind of what drove me to liking that song. That's pretty cool. Brenda Kay is a great thing. songwriter. She. Yes, she is. Go ahead. You can go ahead. Because I was going another direction, so go ahead and finish your what you were about. Oh, to say. I was just going to say she, uh, yeah, she's written some great. She's written, uh, co-wrote uh, another song on my album that'll be coming out. I've got a oh, music wow. video, so it'll be coming out soon. Oh, awesome! Uh, that she co-wrote with me on that. That is really cool. One of the things I like to do on our show is, um, as you know, when fans see the artists, they see the artist. They don't see the PR companies. They don't see managers. They don't see the team right. behind them. And we both For know sure. that without the team, the artists can't do what they do. So I always like to oh, that's, allow that's the artists sure. a couple minutes to talk about the team. So take a couple minutes and tell us about the team around you that helps you be who you are. Yeah, well, I've been uh, hanging out with Burning Ground and uh, Don and Kerrigan and Anna and all the people over there. And, and they, I'm telling you what, they're just outstanding. Uh, they're doing such a great job and keeping me busy. Um, I, you know, you think if you uh, get a good team around you, uh, you'll keep them busy, but they just keep me busy. And uh, they, uh, they've they done, done a great job. You're exactly right. Everything, you know, when you look at an artist and you can say, you know, you say, well, how'd that song get there? Who put that band together? Who charted that? Who 
helped produce that, who made them pictures, who picked out their outfit, you know. I mean, there's just so mm-hmm. much uh, from what somebody's wearing, uh, you know, all the way down to how they're singing it. Uh, mm-hmm. Somebody's been involved, mm-hmm. yeah. you know. And so uh, I've I've had, uh, I've got a, um, you know, uh, my girlfriend, uh, her name is uh, Amy, and actually one of the songs is written about her. Uh, oh, she's yeah. been a huge help to me. Uh, so she's really smart on the computer and all that kind of stuff. So uh, she she does a lot of things for me. And, you know, uh, people like that, uh, I've had a lot of friends, obviously my family. Uh, you know, I've had mm-hmm. some investors that have, you know, put money in and uh, really believed in me. Uh you know, so many things uh, that that's brought me to where I am that there's no way I would be here uh, without mm-hmm. all these other people. Yeah, and I appreciate you giving me that chance to to uh, mention all that because I was trying to find that spot. <laughs> <laughs> well, we always give that spot to every artist. We do. And, it's um, important. Because we feel like it's well, a very important the, thing. It is very important, yeah. and and people like yourself, you know, uh, coming across people that that have an appreciation and and you know a passion, uh, and it, I look at it honestly. I know you know people say what they want, but it's almost at a ministry level because if you mm-hmm. look at what a ministry is, it's it's in serving and yeah. you know helping further other yeah. people, you know. And, uh, so yeah. there's there's a true passion and calling behind. Uh, like what y'all do and what, you know, people like y'all uh, do. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, there's just more to it than meets the eye. Oh, we appreciate it. Because, again, we you know, do. running a show is not easy, you know, when, when we launch. You no, know, it's not. You know, if you'd have told us yeah. a couple of years ago what it would take to do all this within the music industry that we're yeah. doing, I'll be honest, I probably would have never started. But because I didn't <laughs> right. know and we started really going down this path it's been also the most rewarding it's been like the oh, hardest yeah. journey Absolutely. we've ever been on but the most rewarding at the mm-hmm. same time I believe oh, that. And, uh, <coughs> so um and it'll only get better because you know what y'all do is a very quality production and it it certainly uh, is instrumental in helping uh, many artists, you know, get their name out there, get their music out there. And then it also mm-hmm. for the fans, you know, uh, to have somewhere to go where, you know, they can get something you can't find necessarily on a radio or yeah. wherever, you know. And that's, and a lot of people truly appreciate that. And people are hungry for that. Because mm. that's one thing we wanted to do. When we launched the show earlier this yeah. year, um, we're like, how will we be different? Now, granted, us being a husband and wife host, co-host, that kind of makes us different already because that, that just don't exist awesome. out there, Harley. Uh, and, yeah, most people aren't we, even we, married we, anymore. <laughs> and, That's true. And we've been married 17 years. So. Oh, <laughs> yes. congratulations. And, That's but, awesome. But we wanted, oh, okay, what you. would be our uniqueness of the show? And as I listen to other podcasts, I noticed that, you know, most people get maybe 20 minutes with most uh, interview shows. And – in that time, you can only talk music, really, because it's such a short time. So when we launch, like, there's our uniqueness. We're going to give 60 yeah. minutes, up to 60 minutes, or even over if it takes that, whatever it uh-huh. takes, to, to get their story, to get dig deep into mm-hmm. parts of their story, because nobody else is doing that on this level. 
I love it. And that's you're and exactly that's, right. And that takes obviously that's a that's a time investment. Uh, you know, and it's it's a huge opportunity for, you know, an artist. Uh, to be able to tell, you know, I don't get a lot of opportunities to really talk on a personal level with fans and uh, things like that. So I love that. Mm-hmm. Now, what does your family think of what's, what's going on with you so far? You know, my uh, my family has supported me. I mean, it's overwhelming. What, you know, one thing that I appreciate, and I, I have it in my thank yous on my uh, uh, album, but you know, I sang in church and I sang gospel and my family supported me. And a lot of times uh, when people come out of that and into country music or something like that, there, you know, there may not be the same mm-hmm. support or whatever. But, you know, my family loves me and they support me whether I'm singing gospel music in a church or mm-hmm. country music on a stage somewhere. Wow. Uh, and that's what made me even, I mean, I already loved my family, but it, it, yeah. it, you know, makes that a greater love because they support and believe, you know, in what I'm doing almost unconditionally, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that causes me to love and respect them and uh, even more and want to support them and what they want and other people, you know, let people be yeah. who they are. And exactly. Yeah. So they've, mm-hmm. they've allowed me that, uh, privilege uh, to, you know, feed me when I was hungry, you know, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. I mean, all, all the way, all the way through the hard times, they've seen me in the hard times, they've seen me, you know, frustrated, uh, mm-hmm. my dad, you know, my brother, there's my best friend, uh, my mother, she passed away a few years ago, but when she was here, she, you know, we sang mm-hmm. many times together. Wow. Uh, she was a great inspiration in, in my singing uh, and playing. And she's you know, still piano, looking down on you. Like that. Well, that's what I, I believe. And uh, and I, I tell you what, if I wish you could have heard her sing. You're talking about a woman that could get behind a piano and sing now. Uh, it was it was something to hear. And, uh, you know, I, I can still close my eyes and sing with her. I do it all the time. That is awesome. So tell us a parent yeah. story where they went. Now, Grant, I know that they went above and beyond all the time. For I sure. get that. It's not, but something that kind of stands out, a story where they went above and beyond, and you and you were like, wow, they get that this is my passion. Yeah, you know, uh, I didn't know this, but my dad mm-hmm. uh, t- had told me a while back, uh, after my mother had passed, she's been gone going on five years, and mm-hmm. he said, your mama – told me when you was young, which I started playing the guitar when I was around eight or so. And, you know, it was a little hit or miss on the side of the bed. But then as I rolled into my teenage years, I started playing a little more. And it was mostly just uh, rhythm, bluegrass, gospel, nothing yeah. fancy or crazy. But um, but my mom had told my dad that she felt like I could be a country artist. And I didn't ever know that, but he he said your mom told me when you was young that that you had the ability to be a country artist, and I was like, wow, oh, wow. You know, I never knew that. But it was awesome to think that my mom saw into me like that and understood. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like uh, she she saw something 
in me that I probably didn't even see in me. And then mm-hmm. it manifests years later, you know. That and, is amazing. Uh, so that was that was really cool for me to uh, to be told what she had said years back, you know. Uh, <laughs> that is really cool. Yeah. Now, it brought a lot of comfort. Now, I can see that you're definitely a family person. So we, we, we consider our show like a family affair. And we kind of have a oh, third absolutely. co-host. You know, where we got an eight-year-old boy that we always let him get on and ask one oh, question to, all right. to each Good artist. Deal. Now, now we got a 16-month-old daughter. When she gets older, we'll be plugging her in, too. <laughs> well, hey, you can let her gaga and goo-goo or whatever she says. So we're, 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 <laughs> hey, yeah, she, she babbles now. <laughs> that, here, here's Christopher. Hey, Hi, guys. What's your favorite food? My favorite food? Is that what he? Yep. Is that what you asked? Yeah. My favorite yeah. food. Well, buddy, I tell you what, um, I'm actually a little hungry out now, so you're asking me <laughs> at the perfect time. Um, so I'm going to say that my favorite food is my grandmother's uh, turkey and dressing, or chicken and dressing. Um, but she makes this big old pan of chicken and dressing, and man, I'm telling you what, I can I can make a whole meal just out of that. Uh, so I'm going to have to go with my grandmother's chicken and dress. And what's yours, little Chris? Pizza. Now, you like pizza. All right. Now, listen, I would totally eat a pizza with you right now. I'm not kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. That's awesome. Hey, thank you for the question, buddy. That's cool. <laughs> he comes and goes quick, but, you know, he loves that. I have that as my favorite question of the day. No offense to y'all, but I love that. <laughs> Oh, we understand. We'll let him know. He loves to be a part of it so much. Tell him that that was my favorite question of the day. I sure will. We'll let him know. What's funny is he's getting the – his name is out there with all these artists that we're interviewing. And when they do like – like if they do Facebook Lives and they talk about our Uh show, the first thing that they Uh always say is, and I got to answer a question of little Chris. (laughs) Yeah. Oh man, yeah. I love it. Yeah, but he's memorable. So, so I always well, joke, hey. he's our secret weapon. Well, he's got a bright future, and that's exactly right. Um, and and you know what what y'all are doing is paving the way for him too. Well, we're trying. So, if you could co-write with anyone, dead or alive, who would it be, and what would you write about? Well, I tell you what. At this point in my life. And I'm sure that uh, that answer, the answer, w- would have been different in the past and maybe different uh-huh. in the future. But right here at this point in my life, uh, I believe it would be with Steve Warner. Uh-huh. Uh, he's he's a huge uh, inspiration as far as uh, as an artist. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I, I've actually had the privilege of meeting him, not really getting to talk to him a lot, but just did you know a small conversation, but. I grew up mm-hmm. loving his music, loving his voice, his tones. Obviously, he's a very accomplished uh, musician, and I appreciate his uh, his talent all the way around. Probably one of the most talented guys in country music, uh, even yeah. to this day. And uh, his writing, I love his writing, so I would pick to write with him, and mm-hmm. I would I would probably write about a long neck bottle or a highway. Something like that. I don't know. 
because uh, <laughs> it seems to have worked out for him pretty good. So I might would try to take that alley. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Now, there you no. go. Now, now you, you probably will have a lot of songs that match what I'm about to ask, but just something that's just tell me something that stands out here. Um, what is yeah. a song that you've heard and you're like, I wish I wrote that. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, uh, so many. I guess sometimes when you relate to a song, having lived it mm-hmm. or uh, whatever, mm-hmm. then it you think, man, I, you know, I would have written that if I'd have thought about it. You know, I say things like that, like, you know, or mm-hmm. I could have written that <laughs> if I'd have thought about it, you know, because I've experienced <laughs> that. There there yeah. are so many, um, you know, songs that, uh, that move emotions. You know, if you look at what a song, what emotions does a song inflict in someone? And sometimes, you know, those emotions can be fun, happy, you know, uh, you know, sometimes it can be relaxing, peaceful. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, it would, it would be, uh, it would be hard. I would have to look at uh, okay. what emotions, you know, what avenue. Yeah. You're going through it that time. Mm-hmm. It'd be hard, you know, you're talking to a singer. I mean, I can't even, I don't even know what my favorite song is, you know. <laughs> I know it sounds crazy, but. You know, it's hard to pick uh, just one. Yeah, how do you, how that. do you, right, how do you, because I've learned to appreciate so much in mm-hmm. songs mm-hmm. and, you know, how they came about and you know the work involved and the creativity and the time, you mm-hmm. know, it's hard to put it all, but I, I could pick some, uh, I guess I would have, uh, uh, you know, probably been something like, uh, uh, you know, something like Journey. Uh, yeah. You know, I, I listen to all that kind of stuff, but uh, yeah, that is awesome. Or uh, Sweet Child of Mine. I might would have been. I'd been glad that, to wrote that. That'd been a good one. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I think the role that would have been a game changer really one. Nice. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That would have been a yeah. game changer one, huh? Yes, it would have. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so. As you know, as an independent artist, you probably have mm-hmm. friends that are also independent artists. Um, oh, for sure. Tell us people that you know that other people, that fans should know. Oh, well, I mean, there's there's so many. And uh, not to, uh, you know, not to discount one or put one above yeah. the other. Uh, it's, I wouldn't want to do that at all. Uh, but so you know, I have, I have friends, and I have friends, and and I'm going to cross over uh, outside of uh, country into some other things That's as fine. well. Um, I have a, a really good friend uh, and a couple of the guys in the band, uh, Daly and Vincent, which they're very well known <laughs> in the bluegrass world and and even in country oh, wow. music now. But uh, man, they're I love listening to their music. Those guys. Now, they're, I, you said independent, didn't you? That gamut. Well, I just uh, I mean, went down the wrong well, alley with that, didn't I? But it, it don't uh, have to be independent. Just people that people probably don't know about. They haven't made yeah. it big. They're not like they're not like a Blake Shelton level. We'll put it that way. Yeah. Um, you <laughs> know, uh, my producer uh, Randy Coors, uh Give him a little, mm-hmm. well, a lot of credit. Uh, he is a. I mean, he hand tooled my album as far as mm-hmm. handcrafted. Probably the most talented guy. Uh, in Nashville, Tennessee, he plays about 13 instruments fluently, and 
you know, he did a couple world tours with Dolly. He's actually recorded whether he's got a country song that he and Dolly did a duet on that's just incredible. <laughs> and uh, Randy Coors, you know, I, I would encourage everybody to go listen to his music. A lot in bluegrass, uh, some in country. Um, mm-hmm. You know, uh, cool. he's definitely went up the uh, independent road uh, for a long time. He's very known in Nashville uh, in that area, <laughs> but out, you know, outside, I would. Anybody that loves good music, that'd be a good place to go. Um, That's I got good. A, a buddy of mine down in Alabama wrote one of the songs that I've got out uh, called "They Can't <laughs> Pave My Memories," and oh, I mean wow. this guy is a songwriting machine, and I <laughs> love the fact that uh, a lot of people co-write, you know, and they have co-write, and I do that. I don't know that he. I believe the last time he told me, he's never co-written with anyone really. Mm-hmm. Um, all his songs he's just written out of his soul and oh, wow. that was something that i appreciate and he sings a lot of them uh his name is darren duke uh you know mm. he's he's done a lot down in alabama birmingham tuscaloosa area big mm-hmm. big alabama fan down there so he uh he's somebody to go check out and his songs are uh you know real to life so i have a great respect That's for awesome. him um uh, you know, as an artist, as a singer, uh, he's he's just a great guy all the way around. So, you mm-hmm. know, uh, shout out to him. He he allowed me to cut That's one good. of his songs, and I truly appreciate that. That is really awesome. So I'm about to ask a question. I have a purpose for the way I ask it, and I will explain the purpose after I ask it. All right. So if, if you had a magic wand and what you were about to say would 100% come true, where do you want to be in five years? And the reason I'm asking that question in that way, I want artists to really think about this, because this past February made the five-year anniversary that we asked that question to Kelsey Ballerini before pre- people pretty much knew who she was. And the answer right. she gave us five years ago is, is almost to the T of what she's living now. And so I always like to tell that story so the artists can think, wow, this, a lot can happen in five years. So if all oh, that's for wrong, sure. Where would you be in five years? Uh, career-wise, music-wise is what we're talking yeah. about, so I assume. Yeah. So, um, you know, I, uh, I would like to, uh, as far as uh, success, if you was to measure success, I, I want to be significant in the music world. I want to create good music. In five years, you know, say, oh, do you, you know, do you want to be famous? Do you want to be, you know, uh, rich at what you do or mm-hmm. whatever. Um, you know, I want to be uh, still making good music. Uh, yeah. I want to grow as an artist, be a better artist, be a better performer, mm-hmm. uh, and you know, uh, meet more fans. I want to. I want to meet more people. I want more people to yeah. hear my music. So, you know, is it a big stage at uh, you know? Uh, Bridgestone Arena, you know, I, I can't say that. If if yeah. that's where I am, I, I'll be glad to be there. But if I'm in a small stage in Chattanooga or wherever, I'll be just <laughs> as happy there. Uh, yeah. Just awesome. want to get better at what I do and do more of it. That is great. So let's say you had a friend of yours, and let's say you heard him or her sing, and they have something special. You can de- definitely tell there's something there. Now, this would be pre-COVID advice, so keep that in mind. And let's say that uh-huh. they've played 
20, 30, maybe 40 shows or so, something like that. So they're still getting their feet wet on the show side. And, um, and let's say that they've gotten on stage with the crowd cheering, and they've got what every artist says they get, that stage bug. And they just uh-huh. know that they're in the right place. And they come to you, and they say, Dallas, I feel like I'm supposed to do this with the rest of my life. What advice would you give that specific person to help guide them the next two, three, four years? Well, mo- most likely, you know, I believe everybody. I don't. I don't ever want to suppress anyone's dream or passion uh, because mm. I know what that's like for people to try to do that to me. Yeah. And you know, if somebody within themselves, uh, you know, believes they want to go build a bridge or build a house or do whatever. Um, you know, I want to say, hey, go for it. You know, uh, you know, I, I, you know, I believe you can do it. Uh, my mother taught me if you set your mind to something, you can do it if you worked hard and, mm-hmm. and all that. So I would tell them to go for it because what I know is going to happen is the reality and the the real world is going to fall in. Correct. So mm-hmm. that's what I know mm-hmm. is going to happen. Yeah. So as they go yeah. forward in this vision dream. You know, they're going to run into the same things I ran into. And uh, if anybody told me, you know, like you said, if you said, if if somebody said what I was involved in this, I don't know that we would have done it. Well, that's probably the same case for me. Um, But there's a certain naiveness that has to be in someone to go out and and to really just find out for themselves if it's what they want. You can't really tell somebody, you know what I mean? Exactly. Um, True. You just got to kind of, if another, you know, uh, show had came along and told you, would it have really had an effect, you know? And Mm -hmm. uh, for me, I would just say, go for it, you know, and man, best of luck Mm -hmm. and holler at me if you need some peanut butter, you know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Great answer. Yeah. Now, as we wind down the show, come down to our last question. Yes, sir. Um, what is a question that you wish hosts like us would ask, but they kind of never do? Well, uh, man, y'all have asked some of the better ones. So, uh, <laughs> well, we're glad I, to hear that. I can't really have a lot of uh, of complaints there, but um, I would say, uh, you know, something like a. Um, you know, like your son, his, his question was so innocent. You know, what's your favorite color? Things like that. You know. Yeah. You know that. Yeah. His. Uh, well, I, we'll have I don't Caitlin know, do that when she's older. Question. Yeah, that's right. Give her the favorite color. <laughs> yeah. No, you have good questions. I can, I'll be honest with you. I, you've you've covered all the bases for me, so uh, well, we I think y'all done a, see, an outstanding job. And we've built our show around that this last question, where because there that there are times when artists will say something and we're like, oh, we like that, and guess what? It get like a couple of shows back, that. somebody asked uh, said that I I wish people would ask me about some of my friends who are also artists, and I'm oh, like, oh, okay, I, I like that. So, so so that's yeah. where that came from, and we've had it in the hey, show that's great. ever since. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and I think no, that's a great I, thing, and that's what I'm saying. You've, uh, yeah, you have, and uh, y'all have a very, uh, you know, very thorough uh, way of getting things out of people. So I like it. Well, thank you. Now, as we come to a close here, 
tell everybody how they can reach out to you. Yeah, uh, uh, got a website, new website that's coming up, so that'll be out uh, any day now at, at uh, DallasWalkerMusic.com. Then uh, on, on Facebook, Instagram, uh, it's Dallas Walker Official on Instagram. Give me a follow. Um, and Facebook, obviously, I have a uh, at Tunes from Dallas is my music page, um, mm-hmm. and you can find it on you know, give that a follow as well. Um, so, you know, all the places I've even got a TikTok. I haven't got good at it yet, uh, <laughs> but I'm going to be getting a little more into that uh, and Twitter, things like that. It's just, you know how it is. Uh, there's a lot yeah. of technology out there these days. It's a lot to, yep, to keep up, but crazy. definitely Facebook and Instagram is the number one places I would want to send people to. Awesome. You know, we enjoyed having you today on the show, and we look forward to having you back down the road. Hey, yes. love to. Thank you all so much. And, uh, had such a great time. Hi, uh, you have a great day, and we look forward to you it. Too. Yeah. See you all later. Bye. All right, thanks. Bye.